All right, so Drew, why don't you get your microphone ready? This is just a, is this a microphone check? Yes. Yeah. All right, Drew, how was your day? My day was good. I got up early and had a one-on-one time with my son Val. Oh, that's Aww. nice. And Sophie, how are you doing today? Um, great. Woke up. I went for a run about twelve miles. My favorite that is is you guys were talking. You Me? like. Instantly mm-hmm. started yeah. doing like, NPR better? voice. That's what better. Really yeah. kind of Me or Sophie? Both of you did. Both yeah, of you were kind sure. of, of you did. Yeah, we, yeah, don't, we don't like have NPR voice. We don't have I'm NPR good. names though. No? no. What would be your NPR name if you had one? I don't know. Something very exotic like Sophie Blue. Yeah. Mine would be Chester Afterfield. Carl Castle. <laughs> Carl Castle. It's already been used. Like not something that you can like you would know how to spell just from hearing it. Yeah. Something <laughs> like oh, I wonder what letters are in it. <laughs> You don't want to be easily Googleable. Googleable. No. Yeah. Zynica Way. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Xerxes Tannen. Nice. And you'd be Chet Block. That's so easy to Google. It's, Chet Block. It's not spelled the way you'd think. Oh. Yeah. You're not originally from NPR. Chet has a P. Yeah. I started a zany morning show and somehow wound up on NPR. Yeah. yeah it's uh, C Z A E P T. Oh, chat. And today we have with us the producers and a couple of actors from Minneapolis, the uh, the show going on right now over at uh, Bryant Lake Bowl in Minneapolis. Uh, so if you would please introduce yourselves and uh, tell us a little bit about what you do for the show. Hi, I'm uh, Drew Kirsten, and I am one of the producers of the show. Mm-hmm. And I guess right off the bat, I want to make it clear that Philip exists and also uh, was an actor in this show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I realize that you can forget that. What? Uh, Who? <laughs> nobody. Okay. He's nobody. Moving on. <laughs> uh, hi, uh, I'm Sophie Brossa. Hi, Sophie. Uh, I uh, was more like an actor in the show. And the name was chosen, chosen despite my advice because it doesn't mean anything in French. It means three-way mixing. <laughs> Wait, that fits. That's exactly what we were going for. That's exactly what we were going for. So, so it was yeah. well researched. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we talked to one French person, Sophie. Yes. Okay. Which yes. didn't give like a stamp of approval, <laughs> and you went with it nonetheless. You know, you know when you hire like a big time consultant or agency so yeah. that they can come up with a really good idea, yeah. or you just want to run your ideas by them. That's kind of what we did, only with no pay, and then mm-hmm. we and then we said no to her idea. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But now you can say you consulted a real life French person. Right. Yes. Right. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Totally. I'm glad that I could not help. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm Jordan Boehner. I'm also a producer on the show. And as always, I am joined today by Philip Simondet, who. Yeah, I do remember. I was an actor in the show at one point. It's easy to forget. Mm -hmm. And the host, as always, is... Matt McLeod, who wasn't invited. Okay. uh, (laughs) There's also a third producer, which it would be... Oh, right. Uh, Bette Bentley uh, is the third producer of Melee Trois, and she is... Doesn't exist? No, she exists, but she currently exists in Orlando, Florida. Yeah, Uh, yeah, it'd be great if Bette could be here, but she couldn't, unfortunately. And we will soon be joined by Emily Lindholm. Who had car trouble, aka the Lindholm? So I'm still not sure what that means, but okay. Uh, Wait, cool. is the Lindholm her nickname or the nickname for car trouble, oh, or yeah. just being late in general? We can get into it more when she gets here. But they made some promotional videos for the show, and she played a character called the Lindholm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, you want to ask her about that? Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, we we will. We in will. fact, I'd like to see the Lindholm today. <laughs> All right, <laughs> uh, cool. Let's start with uh, the producers, uh, if you would. Talk about the origins of the show, why you decided to do it, and what is the show? Uh, maybe explain that first for anybody uh, listening at home that doesn't know what the show is. The show is an uh, improv competition show. New York, L.A., um, a lot of other big hubs of improv do uh, competition shows with uh, different groups. And the fun thing about it is that you have these like really established, um, well-regarded improv teams performing against teams that are either new or you know kind of underground. So 
it keeps getting bigger and bigger here in terms of the amount of improvisers mm-hmm. and you know the space is getting it's getting harder and harder to get that stage time so we wanted to create something else at a different theater mm-hmm. that would be an ongoing thing that would allow groups to perform and we don't have any competition shows right now like that so mm-hmm. we want to we wanted to create something that was like putting the audience like they're the ones that are get to have much more of a choice on who moves on and mm-hmm. we're you know we're, we're we created it for the uh mostly for the fact of like we wanted to create some sort of like ongoing thing that we could have mm-hmm. yeah there felt like there was a bit of a hole in the independent improv scene mm-hmm. uh it's something that's ebbed and flowed and we had at, around the time that we kind of kicked this off or at least got serious about it was right when monsters had done their last show right uh, Monsters the, of Improv, which was produced by Mike Dalaval for, was it two, two years? years? Yeah, yeah. He, did that, he did that show for two years. Which was probably the most consistent independent show. And I think it might have been the first, at least the first consistent one. In in the current era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In the in the huge theater modern era yeah. of Twin Cities Improv, for sure. But this was your this was kind of your uh, your brainchild, right, Drew? I mean, this was you kind of started thinking about this, and then yeah, I had my in. I had my second child, uh, and when you ha- are an improviser and you have a child, you have a panic attack that goes something like, "Oh shit, I'm never going to get to do improv again," um, and then you start like figuring out things that you can do, mm-hmm. uh, and this was one of the ideas that came out of one of those panic attacks. <laughs> Good, I'm glad that that's where that started when you pulled me in. <laughs> My involvement was based on of you having some sort of anxiety attack. That's that's great. <laughs> Anytime. The the show's been going on for how long now, and how long is your run for? Uh, this current run is four shows, mm-hmm. uh, and we've got two left. And you have two left. Yeah, and if enough listeners come out to these other shows, we'll have future shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so far we've had a really good turnout. Mm-hmm. Um, 10 o'clock on Thursdays can be a tough time to get people to come out to shows, yeah. but... Um, I think what helps is having like three different improv groups. Like it, it behooves the groups to bring as many people as they can because it's all audience votes mm-hmm. in terms of like who moves on. So like Jorts, for example, like I feel like did a ton of uh, promotion and stuff ahead of time. So it was like they had a lot of representation in the audience. It didn't push them over the edge like maybe they had hoped, but it still was like a really awesome thing to see in something so new is like, uh, giving uh, it, it really kind of like the hustle behind the groups is really kind of a big part of what makes it successful. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, let's uh, Emily, welcome. Hello, thank you for having me. Oh, you're muted. Hey, Emily, how are you? All right, unmuted. Thank you for having me. <laughs> there, there, now you're not muted. Anymore. Okay, perfect. All right. Uh, so uh, Sophie and Emily and Philip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, easy to forget, but we remembered. Uh, so Sophie and Emily. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, you were actors uh, in the show. Uh, what was this experience like compared to um, other shows that you've done? I mean, for, for one thing, I know that the sets are shorter. Uh, compared, I mean, normally mm-hmm. you get, you know, 20, 25 minutes, and these are 15, I believe, mm-hmm. yes? Yep. Um, so what was this experience like uh, taking a, a regular group that you're in and putting it in a uh, like competition setting? The competition, as uh, Jordan said, it's a lot. Uh, it's not like a real, real through competition. Like it's not the fairest, but it's not meant to be. Uh, because as group, if you bring people, you have much more chances of winning. Right. Obviously, the 15 minutes didn't really bothered us i feel mm-hmm. um i think the main difference it was like the 10 p.m show on the thursday because yeah. i was so tired <laughs> i was like a different person yeah. yes. um <laughs> it felt like I'm, I'm i'm drunk but on a very weird alcohol <laughs> um, so stuff happened that i don't exactly remember <laughs> uh, and it was yeah I, I think it was fun let's put this in context of sophie and philip where they're returning champions they were just Mm -hmm. dethroned a couple of days ago so this is like when jim gray comes and talks to lebron james (laughs) after after losing in the finals that's what that's the sentiment sophie's expressing i'm I'm very glad that you're explaining my experience in terms that i do not get at all. It's called mansplaining. Uh, is that? Is that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you <laughs> made it sports. That's actually Drew splaining. Yeah. yeah. Very specific. I know these people are sports players. Yes. Yes. Basketball. Something with okay that involve a ball. Yeah. Well, I was on Sophie's team, so we were danger zone. Uh, whoever. You two and who else? 
Adam, it was, it was whoever from our Throwgram group that did sure. a, any award goes to that showed up. So it I was loved that show, by us the way. two. The award goes to Denzel Bielan, Adam Iverson, Adam Litz, Wells Farnham. It's a great team. That's everyone that showed up, right? Yeah, something. Um, I feel really bad if you forgot someone <laughs> and be like, I was dead too. Uh, so we hadn't really seen each other for a couple of months. Yeah, and then it was a 10.30 show and Sophie in particular, but a lot of people were in a weird loopy mood. So it was like an entirely different group uh, because it was different dynamic for sure. And we just went out there with a fuck it attitude and like, well, let's just have some fun. <laughs> right? It was super fun. Yeah, and I think um, for Jorts, it was our first... We've been performing regularly. Uh, it's me and Ryan Vanoss, Tim Roser, and Philip Peterson. And I think we were excited. The 15 minutes we weren't really nervous about. Um, but I think it, with the promos that were mentioned, I mean, we had done a lot of wrestling promos and kind of were sassing Danger Zone and the Bearded Men. And so we kind of felt like the stakes were a little higher just because, you know, we, we've been talking the talk with our fake wrestling promos for the last two weeks. And, you know, that was kind of a fun competition style stakes to be raised and it was just interesting too playing on that Bryant Lake Bull stage it's very deep and mm -hmm. very like large mm -hmm. so you can kind of get lost in it a little bit we're used to the 10 p.m shows and being really weird and loud all of the time but it was just a really fun fun experience yeah and I think because the competition also because the the choice of the audience only comes like at the end of the show mm -hmm. like it's not something that you really think about until, okay, there's the vote. It's not like mm -hmm. when you play like Maestro and those kind of form mm -hmm. when you get like voted out. And so you can do 10 scenes or just two scenes and then you're out. Mm -hmm. So it's not, yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't, don't really, I don't think we worry too much about the competition aspect. Right. Well, and the, as we were kind of talking about before this, like it gets a little tricky because the sooner, like if you are the first group to perform, you're at a you're definitely at a disadvantage because by the time people are actually voting is like at the very end, mm -hmm. usually they're circling as I'm asking them to please give me their slip of paper. So the third group is fresh in their mind. They just mm -hmm. saw them. So the way that we have it set up and it didn't happen this week, but it, it will going forward is that the, the group that gets to perform the third slot will be the one who won the previous week. So they have an advantage going into each week. How is that fair? <laughs> so the, for the record, Selection is for the rigged. Record, I'm against it. <laughs> Danger Zone got the second spot. <laughs> so well, it is rigged. It's rigged because one of the things that we think could an outcome that come that one of the outcomes we could hope to get out of this is that somebody would go on a winning streak, and if uh, an unknown group were able to string together three five wins, mm -hmm. that might propel them into a huge Wednesday run or something like that. That mm -hmm. that brand building. Or even, as George just proved, you don't have to win. Just <laughs> the work that they put in that 30-plus people and 20 improvisers saw them put on a good set was are more familiar with them now. Yeah. Uh, brand building. Like, Drew specifically, you're pretty known for putting some time and effort into marketing. Right. After sports, let's go into marketing talk. <laughs> uh, and, and I'm going to get to the actual improv talk, but uh, but it this is a new show. It's a new concept, and it's at a venue that improvisers know this as a like a, a good improv venue. Bryant Lake Bowl does a lot of things, and improv is just one of them. It's not like huge theater where it is exclusively an improv venue. So new show, relatively new concept. I know we have Troika, um, you know, a venue that doesn't have an automatic audience built mm -hmm. in. Uh, I'm wondering how you marketed the show to be able to like bring people in. Like what, what did you do to, to try to like help make this a, a thing, a really successful thing? The first thing was we came up with a killer name. That's real French. Okay. Mm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I will not reply. Uh, one of the changes we made was we did three groups instead of two, even if, it doesn't mean that in French, like we kind of thought it might. Uh, we thought that that would help. help. <laughs> a little piece of Sophie just died inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, by, having, by having three groups instead of two, which is the standard cage match, you've got three times the number of people who are trying to A, win, but B, just hopefully have people who want to come see their show. Mm -hmm. uh, that also gave us the opportunity to 
what we want to try to do is offer a blend of group types so that you do have a returning champion going up against a jorts going up against a bearded men those are three groups at different points in their improv evolution mm -hmm. and i think the bearded men probably were able to get some people to come just by saying we're doing a show and they've got fans who aren't even necessarily friends who might come to oh, the yeah. show. Oh, yeah. Plenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then a group like Jorts, who really pounded the pavement, and a group like Danger Zone, who, was, who were winners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the other thing, too, is uh, I feel like in previous things that I've produced at BLB, I've really tried to focus on getting, like, outside public audiences to come. But mm -hmm. with this first season that we're calling it for this we didn't even really focus too much on promoting to like the general public. It was more about like getting people within the improv community excited about it because if we can get that, then there's like, there's audience built there. And mm -hmm. we, the whole, I mean, once going back to what we were originally saying is like one of the reasons we created this show is so that we had another outlet for improv. Mm -hmm. And so that's, I mean, that's really what we wanted to start with is like, let's get people excited about having another opportunity for it. And then once we get the ball rolling, then we can start to like push it outward a little bit more. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And I, I shouldn't have discounted uh, like uh, Jordan, you're a part of M for W and M for W, as far as I know, was the first group that like uh, you got the Herkimer involved to be able to give uh, like a discount on drinks if you went and saw an M for W show. Uh, at one point in time, I man, I love you. <laughs> but Jordan is secretly the best improv marketer in town. No, that's false. You know, there had been a lot of other groups who'd had ongoing things at at BLB, but we tried to we really tried to hit that um, that whole date night thing hard because yeah. it was like, well, let's try to figure out some other way to tie it into the theater. Yeah, and BLB has been just like super receptive to those sorts of things, and mm -hmm. I feel like they're trying. Like they're more open to trying new things now. And like when we pitched this idea to them, they were kind of like, oh, yeah, that's sounds cool. Great. We've got these openings this, these couple months. If it works out, then we'll make it a more regular thing, which mm -hmm. we're hoping to do. Yeah, that was one of the reasons we didn't necessarily market hard to general population because we knew we had three audiences. We needed to get improvisers on board. We needed to get real people, hopefully, on board. But we needed to get the brand like Bull on board. Yeah. So the first thing we did is we worked really hard to get a logo that looked good, come up with a name for better or for worse, and <laughs> and and give them some things that they could work with. We tried to hit all of the deadlines and really be as professional as possible in working with them. Sure. What was each of your the producers kind of role in all of this we'll start with bet because she's she's not here i'll give my version of of bet she brings an amazing energy and she had a lot of the early ideas because i lived in southern california but it was i don't know six years ago mm -hmm. uh jordan's i've been to california once you've been to california <laughs> once but you're but, from chicago yep i am from wait, chicago where I am from the uh, the the heart of Chicago. I thought you were from Mike Pence's Indiana. Okay, well, <laughs> I am from Northwest Indiana, but it is a it is an outer suburb of Chicago. Of Chicago. You dicks! <laughs> I feel like every time I'm on this podcast, you should really fill up. Philip gives you this like snide little face. That's my face. Oh, <laughs> sorry, bro. Yeah, that's just his sorry, face. Man, sorry. So, so Bet was had lived in New York and then in LA and uh -huh. where they'd had these. So she, she really made a lot of those. Did she never live in Chicago? I don't think, I don't think she's in Chicago yet. No. Okay. Anyway, sorry, no. go on. Uh, and, uh, Bet's fiance, Brian Santa Maria is also an amazing graphic designer. Mm -hmm. So she got, uh, she got that logo for us too. Cool. Yeah. 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 And, and how about you guys? What did, what did you bring to the table? What would you say it is you do around Yeah, here? what would you say it is that you, you know, do? I, I'm an idea man. I had an idea, <laughs> damn it. I'd say for me, I, I, I just had the pre-existing relationship with BLB. So just sure. got that got that ball rolling and then just kind of have supported the other things that need to happen. There's a lot. I mean, this is the first show I've ever produced where, like, I'm not doing anything with it. Yeah. You know, like, that I'm yeah. not in it. And yeah. It's at, at first I was like thought it was going to be kind of weird, but I, it's actually really freeing because mm -hmm. it's like, oh, I just want to make this thing the best that it is. It's not about like the stage time for myself. Mm -hmm. And you can have a beer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was really time. weird. The first show when I was like in the green room, I'm like, oh, I can have a beer right now. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Oh, okay. Let's do that. Yeah. We're so professional. Yeah. So is that your role in the show? You, you're the beer man. <laughs> right. <laughs> So as performers, when did you find out that you were going to be doing the show? I don't know. Like there was a, this this delightful Facebook 
message from Drew saying, hey, do you want to get you guys want to be in Melea Trois? Uh-huh. Uh, and we say, yes. Yeah. That was a very emotional moment. I don't know about jolts. <laughs> um, well, so I guess I've had like a two ra- two rounds of this um, because Close-ish performed against Danger Zone the first round. Like the first night was three different throwback groups. So my Close Quarters group um, did that. And we found out maybe like a month beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all the throwback groups kind of had a chance to prep or see each other after six months and yeah. try and remember what the hell our form was. And then I think Jorts found out shortly after that it would be round two. So I know Phil Peterson from Jorts came to the first show and he actively didn't vote for Close-ish because he wanted me to just be in Jorts <laughs> <laughs> the second time. <laughs> um, That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally a <laughs> Yeah, we, uh, the groups were put together in two different ways. The early shows uh, were more curated and the late shows were through submissions. Uh, so we okay. knew we we needed our first show to be big, so we invited the three throwback groups from last year to perform against each other. Three groups who people would hopefully want to see on stage again and would have lots of people to draw and from. And relatively large groups. Yeah. To, to then we open it up to submissions, and we're just floored by the number of groups that applied. So that's why we're, we need to get another run so that we can uh, see some more of those get to the stage. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It was only one posting. It was in the Twin Cities uh, comedy. comedy network, and yeah. it was huge. There a ton of ton of people submitted, and... We only have four shows to start, so we felt mm-hmm. so bad because it was it was. But I mean, it's we're kind of figuring out like how best to organize it. If we can get an ongoing thing, then we can get many more, uh, many more out there on a normal occasion. But mm-hmm. it's just it's hard because we want to we want to find that balance between like really really like established like long lasting groups and then like newer groups. Like we want we want that like diversity of different groups because that's what's going to be the fun thing I think is like mm-hmm. seeing a Ferrari McSpeedy playing against like a newer group like Rice Cakes Rice Cakes well, Oh I, what a good promo for our next show And <laughs> I know too as you know George has been together for two years and I, at the beginning of when we were trying to look for shows we had Bruprov and not a whole lot else besides submitting to Huge so like to now have a melee, another option to submit to, I think it's awesome, to, you know, for for groups that are newer, another avenue to get, you know, get some stage time because I know that's what um, when we were in the early stages, we were really craving and couldn't quite find. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just an awesome new, new and fun show. This is probably just a question for Emily, since both Sophie and Philip, you guys were, uh, you were in a group that was a program group, and you kind of were just trying to am, am I right in that you were kind of just trying to remember what to do as a group uh, we worked hard on that talk. <laughs> uh, um, there was a good five minutes of thinking about it <laughs> uh, before getting on stage and be like oh uh, mm, um, and then we did it uh-huh. so yeah. I'm sorry let's not let's not put down <laughs> the hard work that we put you're okay? right I am thinking about that five minutes that you yeah. put thought into it now. We said we're known for the Laurent. We're not going to do that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do something else? Cool. So, Emily, with uh, Jorts, who is a, it's a currently uh, rehearsing group, mm-hmm. when you saw this show coming up, w- were you like, okay, we're going to hit what we do hard, or did you decide to experiment? Uh, how, how did you decide to approach this particular show? Since it is a competition, did you look at it like that, or... What did you decide to do as a group? Oh, we're very competitive. Okay. We're very competitive. Um, It's, uh, so we have done usually, what we wanted to do is just stick to what what we know we can we can do and what we know we can produce um which is sort of heavy emphasis on character and um you know trying to focus on on the game and just doing some montage Mm -hmm. work and whatever comes out of that we'll try and follow it um and it's just usually loud kooky and you know sort of strange and yeah so we just when we found out that we were going to be doing this you know we we do the same thing when we go to festivals is is try and just bring a good montage that's Mm -hmm enjoyable and uh loud and uh beat the hell out of it mm-hmm. until they turn the lights off <laughs> so that was what that was what we came in our goal was drew uh has alluded a few times now to to the promo materials that jorts did yeah what did you do <laughs> so um phil peterson really is the star of the promos he loves wrestling mm-hmm. like loves wwe and when we got in he was like guys 
I've got an idea. <laughs> and within two days, he had assigned us each. He's like, had wrestlers for us. And he's like, I'm going to write you all scripts. And then we're going to get like mustaches and I'm going to get a set or like Macho Man Randy Savage shirt. Like he, he produced everything and we just essentially showed up and we're like, whatever you need, we can do. So we did four videos. There's four of us. Um, and like, for example, mine, I, I don't watch wrestling. And he's like, there's a wrestler who does these promos and he has like a weird mask. And I want you in a basement with no lights. And you're just going to cry a lot and be really, really strange. And I was like, can do, can do, totally. Um, so I'm like watching these mankind videos at work. And I work legally and I'm like trying to turn off my screen whenever someone walks by. But um. We did four videos, and uh, they were all inspired by Macho Man Randy Savage, Nature Boy Ric Flair, and uh, Phil was the rock, so he was the Phil. And uh, we did Facebook Live trying to figure that whole thing out, and our goal was do these Facebook Live videos, see what happens and who sees them, and if Mm -hmm. if they think it's funny, you know, maybe we'll see who shares them. Um, And so we did two on Mondays and two on Wednesdays and a note to anyone who's doing it don't do a Facebook live video a half an hour before the presidential debates nobody sees it (laughs) (laughs) for some reason it gets drowned out but yeah so that was that was our main thing and uh and then just sort of sassing the bearded men on the side just finally pull them out and see if they well they're hacks (laughs) everybody knows that yeah that was our tactic all the talents in bearded men west now so (laughs) Is, maybe that's how they won because they had a member they of Bearded did. Midwest in the show. Oh, who was, yeah, who was there? Paul. Paul oh, was Paul. for the show, cool. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, if, if anyone wants to file a protest, they can. <laughs> we'll consider it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, speaking of somebody who gets protested against on a frequent basis. Yeah. Now's the time of the show where I throw the microphone over to Philip Simondet for a brand new segment that we call... Philip's Corner! It's Philip's Corner! Yeah. That was a wrestler, yeah. <laughs> I liked it. Thanks. <laughs> Welcome to Phillips Corner. It's a brand new segment uh, that we're going to try out today. I'm going to go around the room, and one at a time, ask you a bad question, and you're going to give me a good answer. We'll start over here. Drew. Hi, Phil. Up. What kind of frames do you have in your house, like picture frames? Oh, wow, that bad. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good question, Philip. It's a bad question, but let's hear your great answer. Sophie and I have differing opinions on what good is and what what French is. I Um, I believe it's pronounced le frame. Le frame. No. Bon, bon, uh... oh, <laughs> oh, it's grating to her. She's Sophie's just gonna get up and leave. <laughs> I recently purchased because I listen to a lot of podcasts. I recently purchased some frame bridge frames. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So, hmm. so if you listen to a lot of podcasts, you might be familiar with their advertising. I don't. I'm not paid to pitch for them. <laughs> what is the style? Is it like a simple? Is it like a gilded? You, is it? Uh... You go into their app, pick whatever frame you want, and uh, shoot a picture in there, and they ship it to you. Framebridge oh. frames. Why, those are the best frames out there. Their <laughs> app is so easy to use. Promo code next at bat. Sidebar. <laughs> yes? Sidebar? Yeah, are you code Phil's Corner. <laughs> are you accepting advertiser money without me knowing it? I would never accept advertiser money without you knowing it, Philip. Not even from frame bridge frames. <laughs> the most affordable frames that you can get. Best value for your money, if you ask me. Sidebar. Try their app. It's really Sidebar. easy to use. Over. Sidebar over. Do you want to know a, a sad framing story, you Ooh, guys? Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, an improv team I was on in Louisville called Project Improviser had a really good graphic designer, and he'd make amazing posters for every show, like a new poster every month. And he did some really good work for our show around the Kentucky Derby. Uh, and I had a stack of these posters. And last spring I was cleaning up and I was like, what do I need a stack of posters for? I only need one of these. I'm going to frame it and put it up. Let's throw away the rest of them. Two weeks later, uh, and, I, and I posted about that on social media, like, hey, look at this picture I found. Two weeks later, a girl in the group was like, hey, I saw you had a stack of posters there. Could you send me one? I love that one so much and want to frame it and put it up in my house. Aww. And I was like, I've just got the one. 
which I hadn't framed yet. So I said, I plan on framing it myself and having it, but if I haven't done so within X amount of time, I will send it to you. Sad. <sighs> that is sad. Wow. You're a terrible person. You know what's not <laughs> sad? Frame bridge frames. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie. When was the last time you disappointed someone? Oh. Oh wow. Uh oh, that must have been a long time ago. That must be <laughs> that, that happens pretty pretty frequently. Um sometimes they're bad in a different way. Yeah. i I believe that uh you know if you disappointed by someone, it's kind of your fault. Like <laughs> you just, just had very high expectations. <laughs> <laughs> Some of my uh, one of my previous managers said like I had very high standard, which I I disagree. I just don't get disappointed because I don't expect anything from anyone. <laughs> <laughs> so you shouldn't expect anything from me either. So did I ever disappoint you? If you say yes, you know what I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of an example. No, see, I don't think you see, have. you have the right level of expectation. <laughs> so. Uh, maybe I disappointed people, but I realized I, I don't really care. It's their own problem, so deal with it. Fantastic. I'm trying nice. to decide whether that's pessimism or whether that's... It's realism. Oh, okay, that's it. <laughs> yes, realism is what the pessimist calls pessimism. <laughs> <laughs> I know, as a realist. Emily. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, that, that was I weird. like that you have to think to get a bad question. It's like, yeah. oh, no, well, that's too good. Not only was it thinking, but it was mm. like kind of a creepy, like, mm. Mm. no, too good, mm. too good, mm. still medium good. Oh, I can't be, I'm not good at being bad. Ooh, what are you good at being bad about? That was a bad question. <laughs> <laughs> what am I good at being bad about? I am really good at using up all the data on my phone. Ooh. Yep, we're on a family plan. And um, to my parents' utter dismay, I can just burn through that. So uh, it's part of the reason I was late today is because my data was gone on my phone, and I you know, didn't really think I would need it. And then I got halfway here, and I didn't know the address. <laughs> I had to Aww. turn back around. So, um, yeah, I'm really good at stalking people on Instagram on the bus and using up all of the data on my phone. <laughs> and the plan is you and your two parents? Anyone else on the plan? And my brother. And your brother. Yeah. It's yeah. a great way to create like family conflict. It's like, yeah. let's share something that everyone's going to want to use. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've had many a conversation. I'm aware I'm a 25-year-old woman, and I'm still on my family's phone plan, and I'm going to ride that wave until it crashes. Hopefully I'm never. <laughs> I'm still on my family's YMCA family plan, and I'm 32. <laughs> nice. Never going to renew that. I'm staying on it. you got to use what you got. Yeah. Jordan... Philip, what do you got? <laughs> <laughs> it's getting better and better. Be careful. <laughs> the first thing that came to my mind when you said that was spunk. Yeah. <laughs> what is spunk? Spunk is like um, energy. Chutzpah. Chutz, yeah. Chutzpah. Uh, what is chutzpah? Gumption. <laughs> gumption. What is gumption? <laughs> Motivation. Does anyone have a good mid-Atlantic accent? <laughs> It's like, you, you got spun, kid. It's like Catherine oh. Hepburn in the yeah, 1940s. Yeah. She's in the paper room. Yeah. She's got gumption. Yeah. She's fire, got fire in my belly. She's Willing to do the work to get what you want. Chutzpah. Uh, <laughs> I think I understand, but I'm not sure. But now I'm just going to use it and see if people get it. Yeah. Yes. It's, especially if you use it incorrectly, it'll be awesome. <laughs> so you got spunk, kid. Mm-hmm. What do you use it for? A majority of what I do in my career is lying. So I'd use... I use that to help me in my career. Your what? career is lying. What well, is your career again? Well, a lot of it is like uh, what is I your work job? in advertising. Oh, so a lot of like oh. oh yeah, that is a great idea, but you have to do it with like a like oh energy. that is a great I'm doing, finger I'm, guns. I, I'm doing finger guns right yeah, now. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> that's, <laughs> I uh, that's all I got. I'm I kind of I'm a little like low energy today. So the funny thing is that I'm like what, I why don't you give us today. some more chutzpah with that <laughs> answer then? Right. I just realized also on the spunk thing that uh, I don't think I can really make the difference between spunk and spank. Spunk. <laughs> oh. So that's going to be interesting. That's a difference. When you're like, I got spank. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got a bunch of spank, guys. <laughs> Resist, Drew. <laughs> uh, Drew makes the face of like, no joke, don't come out. Stay in my mouth. Yep. yep. Final round. 
this is gonna be a quick final round. We're gonna go this way, and it's gonna be this is the Google Translate round. Say something Frenchish, and then ah! and then Sophie will translate it. Okay. Jordan, my how big eyes you have. No, you say something in oh! French, and she will okay. translate. Maybe she'll not something. And say what you actually got say. it. Uh, le le toi est be be uh, the roof is. Um, I don't think the the last one. Is. I said the roof though. I actually said. Let, let, I said. A yeah, roof. you said the roof. <laughs> the roof is and. Oh, good. And, I said. I said something that was French. That's yeah, cool. and then the, the last word. Uh, the last word is. Uh, it's it's not really a French word, but I say it kind of looks like um, like decorative like the the, oh, the roof is uh decorative decorative wow <laughs> good job Thank good you. job now you can move to france Emily. <laughs> okay well i do sort of i did french in college but it's gonna be really bad um if i can just say a sentence or something uh je m'appelle emily j'aime les steak frites et je ne peux pas chercher les stylo it's a dumb <laughs> uh, uh, my name is Emily. I like uh, steak and fries, and I cannot lo- and cannot look for pens. The <laughs> 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 chip may be quite a handicap in life. It's like, how oh, did you go through school? It was like, either the pen is here, or oh, I'm not writing anything. <laughs> Drew, um, much like Emily, I do speak French fairly fluently, <laughs> uh, so this should be easily. Uh, bon année, uh, mademoiselle. Uh, Les toits du Nord, uh, and I smoke a cigarette. Uh, happy New Year, <laughs> miss. What was the second part? Uh, Les toits du Nord. The, the, the North Star, and I smoke cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Philip's Corner. Yay. Are you all ready to do some improv? Yeah. Sure. Maybe. Okay. Next up, Brad! I just redid the patio. This is the first uh, patio party that I'm putting on at this patio. It's an interesting color. Yeah, it's a purple. It's a purple patio. I appreciate your patio, Paul. Oh. And yeah, thanks for inviting us for the first time. Well, I, I really, you know. No, but I understand. Your, I mean, all your, your previous position. parties were like full. Like you can't like there's kind of like a maximum number of people you can invite. And yeah, we weren't really up on the list, so this is like our first one, and we're very glad to be here. I'm definitely glad. I guess Happiness. what my wife's trying to say, Paul, is why didn't you want us standing on your grass? You don't have us over till you have a patio. Well, I wanted to get the patio perfect first. Okay, picture this. Okay, before it was just like a pile of pile of mud. Okay, it was, a, a, it was putty essentially. It was putty. It was so... Practically putty. Practically putty. Thank you, Patricia. I didn't want your opinion of me to be put off by a pile of putty mud, right? So I waited for my perfect purple patio. Hush puppies. Thank you. Pepsi? I only drink (gasps) Coca-Cola. Patricia? Paul? Privacy? Privacy, please. While they're over there talking, do they have a deep fryer back there? How are they making hush puppies? What is going on here? How could they possibly prefer Coke over Pepsi? It's preposterous. I'm glad you pulled me aside. I I practically had to. I'm prepared to put them out. Patricia, please do. Please put them out. I'm seeing I'm starting to have a migraine. That color is awful. Like, did you just like bought whatever color was on sale? Doesn't he know there's a reason why that color is on sale? That is terrible? Well, Lynn, I mean, I don't have Coke, but I could provide some Pepsi, and you could pretend that it has a aspartame aftertaste. Popper to go with your puppies? <laughs> yes, thank you. I'm not thirsty. As you please. I don't think I can walk down the aisle. I just, I'm having the nervous... Is it the cold what? sweats before I? Jason, no. Look, I, I wasn't even supposed to see you before we did this. Like, the, all, it's all all the bad luck now. Jason, no. get out of the narthex. You're supposed to be up front. Jason, Jason, just look at me in the look at me in the eyes. I love you, okay? I love you, and I'm committed to you. Yeah, I, well, I I love you too. I just ah, uh, uh, like there's just so much pressure. I I'm not gonna be able to read my speech, well, my vowels or whatever. Uh. Both, both. 
We're both doing our vows and speeches. And Jason, Jason, it's your mom. Jason, Jason, come out. Okay. Right. Jason, Jason, do not disappoint mom. me again. Jason, I will not leave to another disappointment. My heart is racing. Mom, stop. Mom, stop. I am not stopping. You are coming and you're getting married. This is not happening. You are not. You are the most disappointment I ever had. And you're going to keep being a disappointment if you don't get married right now. Jenny, Jenny. What? Things has to be said. Who's going to keep that family in order if I don't do it? Now go back and play in the car. Dad, you're not going to be part of the wedding. You're going to go out. It's punished. Don't get involved. Sorry, I'm on a timeout. All right, Mom. Well, I guess I'll, I'll get married then. Oh, oh, thank God. All right, because there's 500 people in the audience right now, and they are all waiting for, to hear what you have to say to me, your future wife. I told them it was going to be very good. Who's ready to get married? He is. Oh, and they even have it on the, on the loudspeakers. Oh my gosh, the cheerleaders are out. I'm just glad we decided to do it with a traditional marriage and not get along. Oh, hey, Liz. Um, what are you doing at the malt shop? Uh, it's just where I come to think sometimes. I uh, really enjoy, enjoy uh, thinking along with a chocolate malt. I find that if I put that malt powder in there, it really helps clear my brain. Once I tried a shake, and it didn't help. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I tried that once too. Gosh, I'm happy that you're here today, Stan. I've been waiting for you. Or oh, you what? Uh, well, I just I noticed that you come in every Thursday at three p.m. Yes, yeah, because I noticed you come in every Thursday at two thirty. What? Uh, here's a vanilla shake for you, son. It's uh, compliments of the young lady you're sitting next to. Here's your $2 bill for change. Thanks. Yeah, the tab's on me today. Oh, my gosh. This should be an amazing moment. This should be a true sign that you love me. But you didn't put any malt powder in there. Uh, what? I'm, uh, he wasn't supposed to come out yet. It, it, here, here, have mine. I'll slide it over to you. I'll take the crappy shake, because I do love you. Did I hear you say that my shake is crappy? Oh, oh is, Mr. Did, Jenkins. Is this strawberry? Do we have nothing in common? No. Oh, no. This is falling apart in front of my own eyes. I'm just going to sell this place and go off to a pig farm to die. Mr. Jenkins, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I ruined everything. Hold on a second. I thought that this was about me and young love, but it turns out it's about a creepy old storekeeper who seems to set up kids. What? what? <laughs> Bing, ming, all aboard. Make your way onto the train. This is the last call to New York. Sweetie, we have to get on now or they're going to leave without us. I don't know. I don't know. I'm still undecided. Is that the right move? Is that the right move? I mean, I mean, we don't know anyone over there. Like, like it's, 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 we, in a small town, we know everyone. Yeah, and I know there's the not a lot of future. That's the point, okay? We know everyone. We can't, we can't become the people we're supposed to be if we just talk to I know, the same I know, but like, here, everyone knows that I have a great voice and I'm a great singer. I'm going to go to New York and everyone has a great voice and a great singer. What if I'm just like... One amongst many. You can only stand out in the church choir for so long, okay? You're the best in Little Saw. You need to make it big somewhere big, okay? You have what it takes. I believe in you. Yes, but what if I don't? Like, what if the right choice is just to stay here, work at the mall, and and sing in the choir? I'm just so full of doubt now. Hey, you young lovers, are you going to be making your way onto the train or not? We're thinking about it! Okay. Look, I... I'm getting on that train, and I want to make it in the big city with you. You, you, Okay, okay, okay. Let me breathe in a little bit of little so air just one last time. Ding, ding! Okay, 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 okay. I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming, coming, come on, come on, jump, jump, jump! Hello, sir, these are our tickets. Yes. These aren't tickets, these are crackers. (laughs) What? You didn't get real tickets? I found a guy that said that... Yep, this is definitely a cracker. <laughs> we cut to the Little Saw Lutheran Church two days later. Oh, hello, Susan. I thought you were going to the big city. Yes, yeah, Susan, you told us last week you yeah, were going to go make it. I wanted to see you in the big city. I wanted to see you on the TV. I realized that um, 
it was probably a bad idea and you guys can't really do anything great without me. So I, I put you first. But you disappointed us all so much. <laughs> Sorry, Susan, we shouldn't lay into you like this. Here's the offering plate. Just go ahead and put some money in. Here's a, a, here's a 20. That's not a 20. That's it's crackers. Crackers. <laughs> uh, three ball, corner pocket. All right, well, that's another game. All right, how about all or nothing? You sure about that, kid? Yeah, I got to make tuition somehow, all right? I got to win my money back, okay? Just let me have another game, okay? I, I... All right, rack them up. Tuition, huh, you college boy? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be a doctor one day. Are you? Yeah, I'm going to get out of this town. I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to save people. I didn't go to college. Really? Now look at me. I got all your money. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, you're cool and all. I, I'm not. I'm not saying anything about it. I just. I want to get out of this town. I, I didn't even finish high school. I've got a strawberry shake. That's mine. And a vanilla shake. That's also mine. Okay. See you boys later. I can't handle malt powder. It's too much for my stomach. So you get you get milkshakes at bars, huh? <laughs> That's right. You are pretty hard. Yeah. Can I tell you a secret? That's what bars are for. Hey, everybody. He's about to tell a secret. Lean in. Gather around, everybody. Ooh. It's secret time. I don't really want to be a doctor. My parents are pushing me to do it. I. Oh. What? Yes, everyone. My life is a lie. What I really want to do is be a dancer. Whoa! Are you guys shooting pool or are you just standing there facing each other three quarters out holding sticks? We're between pool games. Thank you very much. You've been standing there for quite some time. Take another shot. I only just now received my shakes. Oh, sir. Okay. I won the last game. I own this table unless you're going to challenge me. Then it's mine for the rest of the night. Jesus Christ, your friend just walked through the table. He walked right through the pool table. What kind of fancy dance is that? <laughs> How did you do bad scene work in that scene? <laughs> Somehow I figured it out. Now, 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 John, John, please, this is scene study. We don't put judgment in our voice during scene okay, study. But it was clearly a table right in the middle of the room, and he walked right through. How did he do that? Well, again? my character was a ghost. Then uh, how did you pick up the glass earlier? Why, why didn't you declare that your character was a ghost? And why are people asking so many questions in if scene? And why ghost? the ghost wants to be a doctor but then a dancer? Like, the ghost is a ghost. He was a dancer in another life. Look, he was multifaceted. Well, my real problem with the scene was that the, your scene partner called out the game. Yeah. I'm, what do you think about that, Philip? Uh, I didn't have a problem with that. I think that's one of the ways to make the game clear, especially if other people aren't getting the thing you're trying to force. Look, I I thought improv was going to be a lot more fun. Like, this just seems like a lot of thinking. and uh, It's all rules. Yeah. Just, improv is 100% rules. You didn't know that? Just read, follow read, all the rules. Read McNapier's book, How to Follow Rules. You don't like game of the scene? And get out of New York City and go back to some podunk junction like Minneapolis. Otherwise, we do game of the scene when hey. we do improv. Hey, 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 Minneapolis is really up and coming. It's a suburb of oh, Chicago. He's from Minneapolis. Oh, oh. where are you from? Minneapolis. Oh. oh. How many people on SNL are from Minneapolis, huh? None. Do they have a huge improv scene there? I'm not understanding what you're implying. <laughs> Oh, I bet you like connecting with your scene partner and really listening. I bet you're not afraid to play talking animals, huh? You know, when you say you're from Minneapolis, do you really live in Minneapolis or do you live like over in Wisconsin and just say you're from Minneapolis? No, I'm in real Minneapolis. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, sir. I've noticed that you've been uh, looking at this lingerie for quite some time. Um, are you sure you're in the right section? Can I help you? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm right where I want to be. Uh, 
I just this is a big decision for me personally, and uh, I want to make sure I'm um, doing it right. Is that for you or for someone else? Oh, it's 100% for me. I, uh, yeah, I'm just qu- currently trying to decide between the red and the black. Could use a second opinion, maybe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. What type of clothes do you plan on wearing above this? Absolutely nothing. Uh, I plan on wearing this black chemise or this red chemise around in public. Okay, well, looking at your skin tone, I will go for the black. That's what I, that was my first thought. It's a solid, solid bet. I've been told, though, I need to maybe jazz it up a little bit. Maybe go out of the box, hence the red chemise. Hmm, hmm. Well, you're definitely out of the box here, if you know what I mean. Maybe. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. <laughs> Could you please expand? Um, well, life is a box, but life doesn't really happen in this tour. So by being here, you are out of the box. <laughs> this is my own little sweet paradise here at the Victoria's Secret in Roseville. Yes. It is um, what scientists call um, a physics and space anomaly. So here at the Victoria's Secret in Roseville, what we peddle to our customers is lingerie and existentialism. (laughs) That's it. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. So what do we tell our customers when they ask what they're buying? Well, okay, so I had this woman in the other day. Yes. And I got her bra size, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And then I was like... Isn't it weird that when I'm selling you a bra, I'm selling you based on the empty space that the bra can hold? That is the correct oh, answer. That's beautiful. Think that's beautiful. It. Good work, that's Dennis. Yeah. Somebody else, give me an example. Existentialism oh. and lingerie. I, uh, I, was, I was selling a, a negligee to uh, a couple, and I took it out of the rack and I let it fall on the floor. And yes. say this lingerie is gravity. Take it or leave it. <laughs> yes, yes. Now that is what I'm talking about. Now I know a lot about lingerie, but I'm not sure what existentialism is. And I just pulled out my phone to like Wikipedia, but it turns out my brother's been sucking down so much data this month that I can't possibly look it up. So, well, I'll tell you what, Kevin. I'll tell you what. How does that make you feel? Are you real or not? Are you empty inside? How do you know this is not a lie? My parents said I should work for the summer. <laughs> do you feel like responsibility is crushing your soul? Are your parents real or an hologram if created make your, to make you feel good? If you make your body pretty enough, will it make up for your empty insides? Is stress destroying your sense of self? I started dating in the fall, <laughs> just trying to get some money. Is love real, or is it just an emotion that you force yourself to feel to feel alive? How can a butt be juicy? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Nothing like a beer on a crisp Sunday morning, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for beer. <laughs> Billy, what are you doing out here? Oh, um, I saw you guys getting up and um, I'm going to get a beer. So I thought, hey, I'm going to join too. All right. How old are you? What are you, seven, eight now? Oh, I'm eight and a half. Billy, beers are for daddies and mommies. And for eight and a half. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, if you don't tell your mother, okay? Here, have a sip of this, all right? Oh, I'm so drunk right now. Nope. You can't get drunk off of one sip, even if you're eight, all right? Hey, How do you baby, know? Baby, are you giving beer to a boy, to a, to a baby boy, baby? Baby, get back into the house. Whoa, 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 whoa. Look, I got some anger problems, okay? But Billy, you can't be giving a baby boy beer. I'm not a baby anymore, Ma. Can I be real honest with everybody? It's not beer. He's got an alcohol problem, and I secretly switched it to a grapefruit LaCroix. Nobody gave any kids any beer, and in fact, he's sober right now. Well, that's better. That's, that's so unfair. I'm leaving. I packed all my stuff. Bye-bye. Cut to the big city. <laughs> so you want to make it big, huh? Yeah. You're eight years old, you got dreams. I want to become a drug dealer. Wow. Well, <laughs> we can make that happen for you. 
Did, did I hear somebody wants to be a drug dealer? That's me. You, you look eight and a half. You're in. What Cops do I do? The drug deal. So this is a whole dime bag, huh? Here's the money. What? This is crackers. This is a bag of crackers. Dead dad. Yeah, yeah. Bang, bang, bang. I'm so small, you can't even reach me. God damn it. <laughs> Jesus, kid, you killed him. I'm sorry. It's just, I guess, bullets just like ricochet out of me and killed him. Gee, kid. Jesus, you're hot as shit. Now, now you own the entire west side. Booyah. Cut. <laughs> Uh, just a little off the top today? Sure, absolutely. Hey, did you notice that we uh, started subscribing to Sports Illustrated? Oh. Got those in the lobby if you didn't get one. No, I haven't seen it yet, you know. Yeah. yeah I've, been, I've been reading the Sports Illustrated all day. I haven't even gotten my cut yet. It takes a little while. I mean, to be, to be fair, Frank, all day is 15 minutes ago. We just opened. So I think you'll be all right. All day for me. I'm just, I'm just getting a little nervous. I feel like we're just not getting enough people in here, you know? Like all these big like companies are putting us small barbershops out of business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of them tried to sell me. They said you should get an app to help people schedule the haircuts. And I said, what do you need an app for? My customers got all the time in the world. <laughs> that, That's a good one. Yeah, I mean, ever since my... Life went to shit, I guess. Yeah. Sure. I've just sure. been sitting in here all day. People who have got their life together and know where they're going and what they're doing, they might need an app. That's not our clientele. Wow. No, I mean, I feel like our place, it, it, it speaks to like an earlier time, you know, a simpler time when, mm-hmm. when the world wasn't always crazy and you didn't get messages on your phone all the time. Oh, and I need a drink. Just kind of miss it like how it used to be, you know, where, you know, just go to a place and not get bothered all the time. And you didn't have to see a bunch of things on TV. And How does that know. look in the back? Oh, it's looking pretty good. Here's your lolly. Thanks. I miss my wife. <laughs> I miss her, you know. She just, she just left one day and, I mean, you guys are the only people I could talk to about this. I, I lost my job recently. I know what you mean, man. I just got nothing going for me anymore, you know? I don't even have friends. Just this barber shop and nothing else. Well, is there anything else? Do you need a shave or is this all? Oh, it's good to be back on the patio. Pleased to have you back. Happy. I bought my own Coca-Cola. Prepared. Mm, Polite. I brought my own paving stones. Perfect. Oh. Hi, I'm a new neighbor. My name's Jared. Mm. But we call him Pablo. Yeah, he pops over all the time. See the neighborhood as an yeah, see the neighborhood as an improved. Wow. Papa, Patricia, the poodles poo pooed on the patio. Not the purple patio. They poo pooed on the patio. Pick it up, pick it up. Papa (laughs) That is uh, preposterous. If you think about it, it goes well with the color. That is petty. Mm. Well, it is purple. What have you been feeding puppy? <laughs> Plums, mostly, and purple potatoes. Patricia. I'll put the poo in the pot for later. The poo pot. Paul. Patricia. Privacy. Privacy. Why does he keep going in corners all the time? <laughs> Do they like the corners of the house so much? Puppies need plenty of of playroom. Plenty of protein. Did they pave a tiny patio just to facilitate these little sides? I'm starting to suspect it. It's the privacy part of the patio. Perhaps the puppy needs to be put Put down. down? Um, I'm with my wife. Perhaps you guys can settle an argument we've been having over the meaning of a word in French. No problem. That's what we're here for. The French police is here to solve all your French problems. Just remember, just remember, as a French tradition, if you mispronounce a French word... Death. We realize it was a bit extreme. Via guillotine. Uh, so, and it's a little bit cliche. So, now we just cut two fingers. 
finger guillotine. Yeah. Yep, and it's a pocket one. Well, I'm just glad we were all able to get back together for Thanksgiving. You know, it's it's been forever since I've seen you all. Right, yeah. 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 Family. 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 Should we like go around and just kind of say what we're thankful for for the year? I think that's a great idea. Let's hold hands and do that. Yeah, yeah okay. All well, right. It's the way we did with grandmas. I'm thankful that uh, Jason still didn't uh, pay me back for the two grand I lent it to him because then that's something I'm still upset about him and that's a, a conversation topic I can bring back to the table. Okay, that's I'm thankful. not fair. That is not fair at all. And it's very fair. Two thousand dollars. That's not like two dollars. Guys, yeah. guys, guys. That's not something you'd be thankful for, though. And that's that's throwing like dirty laundry on the table. No, as Grandma would say, there's no counterpoints to thanks. Yeah, yeah. And I don't. I, all right, let's. I'll give an example of thanks. Okay. All right. I'm thankful that uh, we are supposed to have a mild winter. I'm thankful <laughs> so. that my sister's such a bitch. Oh God. You know, with that two thousand dollars, I could. Pay for the heat bill in my house. Luckily, it's a mild winter. All right, Uncle James, what would you what would you say uh, as thanks? Well, as the patriarch of this family, now that Grandma has since passed, I would like to say I'm thankful that you all came here today. That we can all be here together. You know, with these two thousand dollars, that could help with your lung cancer. Oh, give it a fucking rest. And I'm also super happy. That I'm scheduled to die in six months and I don't have to deal with any of your bullshit anymore. This family is broken. Scheduled? Did you make an appointment? I planned my cancer real well. We cut We cut to uh, six months from now in a hospice. Okay. Uh, well, I get, I'm, still I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting. Come on. How long are these things going to take? Uh, it's exactly, not 3.05 yet. Exactly five Damn more it. minutes. We should maybe... Circle around him and hold hands and say which parts of his life we were most thankful oh, for. Oh, God. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll start. Um, sure. Uh, I always liked, uh, always liked our uncle's way of being able to put really bad news in a, in a good light, you know? I feel like it was really always pretty positive. All right, Jason. I, I'm really thankful that I am $6,000 more in debt to my sister. There it is. And she's being really sweet about it. I'm thankful that uh, one's uncle dies. I'm next in line as the patriarch of this family. I am really thankful that I don't uh, need those $6,000 yet because our dear uncle was about to pass away. Just made me his sole... Um, what? What? Um, what? Yes, I'm going to get the house, the two cars... And the grand property in Vermont. That is not fair. The only reason I've been hanging out with you guys is to get this poor son of a bitch's money. What? what? I didn't even want to put together Thanksgiving. I hate you all. You're all awful people. I thought that all came to me when I became the patriarch of the family. That's I don't want to be in charge of you fuckers. I just want the things. Aunt Jane, you couldn't get yourself out of a paper bag if you wanted to. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, God. Just, doctor, pull the plug now. I know it's not 305. Just do it. You know, the thing is, is even when the plug is pulled, it takes a while for death to come. Oh, shit. Why don't we talk about what we would all think about while we were dying slowly? I hate you all. I would think, boy, this arsenic tastes worse than I expected. I would think, ooh, that property in Vermont is wonderful. I'm happy I got it, and no one enjoyed it apart from me. I'd be thinking, man, it was great that I burned this Vermont home down, though I'm stuck in the burning flames. It's worth it. I guess I'd be thinking, I hope they can tell by the way the brains my splattered on the wall that I was killed by the patriarch. <laughs> All aboard! Next stop, Los Angeles! Okay, sweetie, we can, got another chance, okay? I, I, I've been saving up and I got us new tickets. These I'm are very like, excited. Okay, we... I think I can still make it. We can make it. I'm going to sing, sing, and sing. Los Angeles is going to be the big hit. Yeah, I mean, you've taken up smoking, and you've really, like... I have that voice now. I have that voice now, that very special voice. Yeah, I, I think you can still make it. We, we can still make it. All right, step right up. Tickets, okay, please. I'll yes. remind you, you just hand me your phone now, and I scan your ticket. There's no longer paper tickets on this train. I, I bought pi- paper tickets. You bought paper tickets? <laughs> yeah, from a guy. You're positive you don't have a phone that doesn't have the data plan to bring up the tickets I needed to scan? 
You sure? I bought it from a guy who lives like down the tracks a little bit. Like, well, either way, you're not getting on this train. <sighs> One of those ways would have been funnier. Though. Wait, um, do you accept? You're walking right through the train. What the <laughs> fuck? Come on, man. Look, if you're gonna do a scene work, do scene work. Like, get into it. Uh, this is level three. No, you guys don't get it. That's just how we do it in Minneapolis. <laughs> Look, this is Tulsa. Yeah, we do things a lot differently here than bumfuck Minneapolis. <laughs> Yeah, that's white. <laughs> You're in Oklahoma now, kid. You better learn the ways of Oklahoma. In Oklahoma, you don't walk through shit. The short shit is real, so you walk around it. Or you sit on it. Or you hold it. Or you carry it. Or you throw it around. Got it? That's not what I was taught in Minneapolis. We just are like, whatever. It's imagination anyway. Maybe I'm a man that can walk through trains. That is a horrible way to think about improv. All right, all right, whatever. New scene, new scene. You've got the anish. Okay. I call it a deck line. Get back to Minnesota, you fuck. (laughs) (laughs) And that's our show. Thank you to the producers and actors from uh, Melee Atois. Thank you to... Uh, Hi, I'm Drew Kirsten again. Jordan Boehner. Sophie Brossard, Emily Lindholm. When are the uh, last couple of shows, and who's going to be playing? If Beth Bentley would, uh, were here, she would tell you that you could come to Melee Atois at 10 o'clock on Thursday, November 10th, to see new champion Bearded Men take on Rice Cakes and Ferrari McSpeedy. That's going to be a really fun show. And then on December 1st, we'll see the winner of that go up against... Are we revealing who the who the groups are? I think we should. Go ahead. Oh, cool. On December 1st, you'll see the winner of that show up against Blackout and Gay Straight Alliance. Wow. wow. That, that, cool. It's going to be pretty fun. So, uh, is there anything else you guys want to plug real quick? Oh, I'm going to plug... I... Um, uh, with Emily Townswick. I'm producing, directing, and in a show that is coming to the Brian Lake Bowl 2 on, in November. The first show is November 14th, Mondays, and then it's going to be every Monday at 7 p.m. until December 12th. Uh, and it's like long form, but taking it, a take. What's it called? The Setup. Okay. Uh, and it's a little take on like dating and parties, and it's a lot of fun. It's a bunch of great people with like Jordan Vader, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, come. Um, if you want to see Jorts, our next show here in Minneapolis is going to be for Huge Theater's Improvathon fundraiser on November 17th as part of Give to the Max Day. Um, so it's a 28-hour um, improv marathon, and we are 1120 Wednesday night. If the Lindholm comes back to promote that, I will donate to Jorts. <laughs> I'm on record right now. <laughs> on record. Noted. Yeah. I'll, I'll put my belt mask back on <laughs> go in the basement. <laughs> Philip, what are you up to these days? Well, the next local music scene show, which is also at Bryant Lake Bowl, is going to be November BLB 7th. is getting some love today. Yeah, really. Well, it's a great venue to do whatever. They're, they're really open to shows if they think it sounds cool. And it's a really comfortable it. place for the audience and food and drinks and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So November 7th, uh, it'll be Jake Jones. Yeah. It's a little alt-country. With a... Uh, and a member of his, a his member band. Of his band. He's got yeah. a four four-piece celebrate two of them. Four-piece is what I usually get when I go to Popeye's. And Matt, you'll just be at Popeye's? Yeah, mostly at Popeye's. Uh, so, Philip, how can people get a hold of us? They can send us an email, nextupatpodcast at gmail.com, like us on facebook.com slash nextupat, and check us and other amazing podcasts out on noisepicnic.com. Go to iTunes, subscribe to our podcast, rate and review us, let us know what you think. Tune in next week when we're going to have Bowl of Chili on And uh, until then, as always, Sophie will be happy to translate shit into French for you. No.